Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Paul Shear joins us to discuss the etymology of the word boner. Again, God, will we ever stop talking about that? Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Crisp, cool evening in Los Angeles. I feel like the possibilities of the holidays are opening up before us. Uh, not least because we're joined by a spectacular special guest on this week's program, Mr. Paul Shear. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for oh, having me. Hey, Paul, can yes. I just mm-hmm. talk to Jesse for half oh, a second? Yeah, I'll just turn over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cool, cool, cool. you guys. Uh, Jesse? Yeah. What's up? Um, I thought Barbara Boxer was going to be on the show today. No, she has to go to the Senate. Well, I prepared a lot of Barbara Boxer stuff. Well, do you so... want to just ask... Paul the Barber. No, Boxer this stuff? was Barber Boxer specific. We were gonna do Desert Island Discs. Right. We were gonna play Ten Fingers. Hey guys, I'm, I'm, right. I'm sorry. Hey I, Paul. I, hey, I'm sorry. We'll be I, right Paul, with you. No, okay, no, no, just be just a right second. Okay, okay. We just right. have to talk about something, frankly, not important. Uh, okay. All right. I'm gonna I'll wait over here. Okay. So I just don't think anybody cares about Paul Shear's Desert Island Discs. I think that's something they want okay, to guys, hear. Okay, guys, I actually, I, I, I can Congress. hear. I can hear. I can hear what's going on. Secret meeting. No, I well, I can hear it. What <sighs> if I could get Carly Fiorina? Guys, I'm right here. Paul, do you know Carly Fiorina? I actually do. Do you I, have her number? Can I wait do, to replace me right now? No. Well, not right <laughs> no. now. It would take her a while to get here, especially so if I she's up north. It, I would just do it until she got here. She's from Silicon Valley, so it would take her a little while. I guess she's probably got a jet, so it wouldn't take her if that. I we could do most. If I had a dollar do. for every time I was replaced by a person who was running for office and ran for office mm-hmm. and either won or lost, I would have over <laughs> fifteen dollars. Uh, sure. Oh, I am. Uh, I am uh, by the way, yeah. I have some bad news. Yeah. Um, I've recently been made in one of the executive producers of the League on FX. Oh wow! And wow, congratulations. We're dropping you. What? For the show. We wanted to make room for Jimmy McMillan of oh, the Rent is Too Damn High Party. No, well, that guy. Well, I love his Funny or Die videos, it's of really course. Funny. But uh, <laughs> uh, he is a, a worthy replacement. I have no argument there. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I went back to my polling place this week, and it was like a ghost town. Really? Uh, yeah, I went back on a Thursday, and it was like... It's weird. It, it depends yeah. on the day of the week. I think it really it's a is. day of the week thing. Because I was there on Tuesday. It was... Like I mean, you it's know, the same deal with was, my local Dave and Buster's. If you go on a Tuesday, yeah. it's bananas because of those drink specials. Oh, of course. Well, Dave and Buster's has the best drink specials. But yeah. if you go on a Wednesday night, done. Yeah, whole all right. Lot of that nothing. is all right. That is good to know. All right. I would just sleep at the polling place. Okay. So you're there for when it starts going off. Yeah, because I want to make sure I'm there at the the top of the day. I mean, yeah. I love those stickers. I got a great sticker this week. Those are really was, good. Did you guys? Um, did you both vote? Yes, I did vote. Yeah, I did as well. Uh, it was the first time I ever voted with the, uh, the, the the hanging chad kind of thing where you have to puncture a oh, card. Oh, interesting. Do you guys puncture cards? No, I, I, had a... I created a, an ink stamp. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I use an ink dot, ink blotter. Oh, wow. But it's the kind of ink thing where they don't just give you the piece of paper. 
you have to turn the pages and then there's a little strip of holes and then you punch the ink into the little hole. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really unnecessary. Mine is, uh, this thing, when I first got a hold of it, and now look, I have a background in elections. We all know that. I used to be (laughs) a field election deputy for the San Francisco Department of Elections. And there was a lot of stuff that went down during your tenure. Uh, Well, hey, there was that uh, box of uh, uh, ballots that uh, washed up on a uh, beach in San Francisco. Wow. Try that on for size. Now, did that sway the election that those ballots... Were they filled out ballots or just empty ballots? It turned out, it turned out that they were like discarded ballots. It was oh. not... It would turn... It, as, as There was a perfectly reasonable explanation for it, but it was very controversial is the in San ex- Francisco. Is the explanation that San Francisco people just throw their discarded trash into the water? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically. Well, they want to feed, feed the seals... Yeah. Who are hanging out by Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. And as exactly. we all know, seals are the goats of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> they just eat anything. Yeah. And it's hilarious to see them eat I want a stuff. shirt that says seals are the goats of the sea. <laughs> I love that. It's a good slogan. Dear craftier listeners, make us a shirt that says seals are the goats of the sea and then mail it to us. And I will vote on it if there is a Sound of Young America or a, uh, a, a Jordan Jesse Go podcast shirt kind of thing i will vote on that if there's a contest you'll vote for that one yeah that's i think what we know Mm -hmm. from our experience making t-shirts is what you want to do is have something that doesn't mean anything outside of the context of the active process of listening to a given podcast so if you're not so even if you have just listened to it uh, or it's your podcast you're subscribed to and you're about to listen to it, it shouldn't mean anything to you then. It should only make sense in the specific context of being between two sentences that also happened in this podcast as you're listening to oh. them. I feel like that's the best way to go about it. People will send me quotes from Jordan Jesse Go. Right. And I know it's good when I look at it, and not only do I not remember saying it, but it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> it does not mean anything. But then it becomes art. Yeah, because that's true. then it's it exists on its own. Sure, that's my whole objective. They're reappropriating. They're yeah. remixing. Yeah, it's a mashup, just like girl talk. Yeah, or a public radio piece about girl talk. <laughs> sure, <laughs> those are always good. There are two kinds of public radio pieces, by the way. Hmm. Uh, there's hard news and piece about girl talk. Yeah. Well, the piece about girl talk, is that on Morning Becomes Eclectic? Is that... Oh, uh, no. This is on All Things Considered and Morning Edition and Marketplace. Oh, wow. Weekend Edition, Weekend All Things Considered. Um, the world, certainly. Yeah. Certainly the world. Well, I mean, the girl talk's equivalent from Zimbabwe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's girl talk collaborating with someone from Zimbabwe. Oh, sure. And by collaborating with, I mean sampling a two-second... Of hand drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, guys, uh, I... I I'm really excited that the San Francisco Giants won the World Series. Mm-hmm. I had pitched just for your information, Jordan. I mean, uh, uh, Paul. Sure. Um, Jordan and I had had been following with some interest the career of baseball pitcher Boof Bonzer. Okay, that's the guy who looks like the guy from Dazed and Confused. Uh, which guy? He's sort of a dumpus, Boof Bonzer. It, does he have uh, like long hair that comes no, out? No, of- that's okay. Tim Linscombe. Okay, Tim mm-hmm. Linscombe. You're thinking of Tim Linscombe. Okay. 
Um, he really does. Yes, I know exactly the guy who he looks like in Days and Confused, yes. he, and he really does look like him. Okay. And he did get arrested for marijuana possession in the offseason. That is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is the um, way to go. But that's not... Booth Bonzer had been a pitcher for the Giants uh, in the Giants minor league system, went to the Twins. He was last on the A's. I think he was hurt. Um, I think he was with maybe with the Red Sox for a minute. Um, it, but basically, his career has flamed out. I had suggested we replace him in our hearts Mm -hmm. with Giants pitcher Madison Bumgarner. Right. Um, Jordan felt like that just wasn't in the right sort of stratosphere. Yeah, well, here, my thing was that Mm -hmm. we liked to talk about Booth Bonzer because of his hilarious name. Right. Right. And I thought Madison Bumgarner, which is B-U-M-G-A-R-N-E-R, was a pretty great name. Yeah. Uh, My feeling is that it's, A, it's not hilarious enough. Mm-hmm. And do do we need a do we need a constant baseball player with a funny name well, to remark on? I'm gonna, I don't I don't think so. I think I think we can lead rich, interesting lives. See, I'm not so sure. Okay. I'm not so sure. And I'm going to offer you two alternatives. Sure. Uh, now, <laughs> here's sort of the catch. Um, the catch is is that neither of these guys ever made it to the majors for any significant length of time. Um, and they're both also retired at this point. Uh, but, they, but they did play professional baseball in the recent past. Um, one of them was, the starting, uh, uh, short, was a starting shortstop uh, and played second base uh, for the Canadian national baseball team. See, now, we're, um, I, look, one I, of them I haven't was heard really, the names yet. Seems like we're reaching. One Sorry, of them was ahead. a top prospect in uh, the Atlanta Braves system. Okay, prospect. Um, yeah, so first I, we'll go with the Canadian gentleman, uh, an infielder, utility infielder, mm-hmm. pretty good hitter, um, may have may have broken into the majors. I, I can't recall if he, if he ever got it. He, there was, he, he was in AAA sort of bouncing around. Uh, stubby clap. Stubby clap. Pretty good. I have to say, hearing this, before we even hear the second one, right? Boof Bonzer is tough to beat. Right, but Boof Bonzer, I mean, I, Boof Bonzer has been, we've, we've sucked the juices out of Boof Bonzer. Okay, you have to move on. Our so. friend Mike Pesco, who is now the uh, sports reporter for National Public Radio, even did a piece for our program uh, talking about Boof Bonzer, in which he interviewed uh, various uh, Minnesota Twins beat writers about Boof Bonzer. And what was their response? Uh, they liked Boof. They liked the Boof. All right, so now second name. Okay. Um, W.T. Mons the third. Now, wow, that is a winner. <laughs> now, hold on, because I feel that I should explain mm-hmm. that what's significant about W.T. Mons the third's name. I love it. <laughs> is that the Marky <laughs> laughing? Is that the W and the T stand for wonderful, terrific? Wonderful, terrific. <laughs> Why are we Mons even having this conversation? <laughs> that this trumps anything I've ever heard. And he was a top um, in life, everything, everything from my wife saying I do to my wedding. This trumps it all. He was a speedy outfielder in the Atlanta Braves organization. Was. Wonderful, terrific. <laughs> what country is he from? Now, I should, I want to say one other thing, which is wonderful, terrific Mons Jr., yes. the second wonderful, terrific Mons, I believe was a defensive back for the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. in the 70s. Love it. Um, so I don't know if we want to go with both Monses, if we want to bring the old man into it, uh, wonderful, terrific Monsignor, um, if we want I, to I wanna, just go with the youngest one, because he is, is the most recent professional sports experience. I'm going to say this. I, I mean, this is my, sure. From just hearing this, 
Right. I feel like you got to go back one more step. Okay. I feel like you got to get all three of them in there because this is the third. We got to find out about the first. Sure. And I feel like this is worthy of a Jonathan Franzen novel. I feel like this is, (laughs) we need to dig into this. We need to explore their family. And maybe. Would you say that as Rabbit was to John Updike, so could be wonderful, terrific Mons to Jordan Jesse Go? Yes. I'm shaking my head in uh, extreme approval. Yes, yes, and yes. I feel like every week we check in, we hear a five minute story, three minute story, whatever it is, and we'll find out about their family. Until uh, until they die, and and that way we'll find out not only how did Senior get named Wonderful Terrific. That's the question that we gotta have to we have to find. That's the root. Yeah, that's the root of it. Yeah. Um, Hey, I'm gonna throw it out into our audience. I feel like there are a lot of probably amateur historians, probably a few professional historians. uh, Possibly some. In fact, we know some Mormons with access to genealogical histories. Uh, They love those. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's how they find out if they're getting into heaven. Um, we, we got, uh, uh, we got a lot of geniuses out there listening to this program right now. A lot of would-be geniuses, certainly. And I think this is your opportunity to find out a little something about W2T Mons, the third, junior, and senior. Feed it back to us. This is, I I don't know if this is right. I'm going to say it is. I I agree. This is how Ken Burns started. Yeah. Ken Burns started the same exact way. He found yeah. a funny name he liked to laugh at. He that name was Civil War. <laughs> and he went and, he, and his figured buddies. It out. he was he was hanging. He, he, he was thought hanging Appomattox out. was funny, and he's like, yeah. "What else happened at Appomattox? Whoa, this war!" And, and then, you know what? He went from a lot of people don't know this, but he went from doing Civil War to doing the baseball series. Yes, uh, because he learned about Kennesaw Mountain Landis when he was researching the Civil War. Hey guys. Can yeah. I segue into relating a racist joke I remember from Growing Pains? <laughs> yes, sure. It was on Growing Pains. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, so there was a Growing Pains where Kirk Cameron uh, was cheating on his test uh, by writing the answers on his shoes. Oh, I remember this. Because uh, then I stole that. <laughs> some, and someone asked him why he had Appomattox Courthouse written on his shoes. Um, and he's like, oh, I have my friends sign my shoes. That's a black guy from the basketball team. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was it? That was yes, the whole... he's a, it's a black guy from the basketball team. Appomattox Courthouse. That's yeah. certainly explanation enough. There's no doubt about that. Wow. Yeah. Least, you know what? I uh, To continue on this train of thought here, Yes. Um, Growing Pains is an interesting show because obviously one of the characters was named Boner. Sure. And right. as a child, I did not understand the... The double entendre of boner mm-hmm. being that could be dirty as well. So I just, when someone else said something to you about having a boner, you thought they had a stabone in their pants. Exactly. I thought they, they had... Uh, they had our, uh, our late friend Andrew Koenig it, in it their pants. pants. Yes. I, I, that show really was pushing boundaries, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Racism. Obscene character names. Like, could you imagine that? Now, you could never get away with a character named Boner... On regular television, you couldn't have like a kid, like, and it seemed like everyone really liked calling him Boner. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's you know, he was actually named after Merkel's Boner, the uh, famous San Francisco Giants miscue that <laughs> that cost them <laughs> Merkel's Boner, Jordan. <laughs> The famous yeah. Merkel's Boner. Maybe I mean maybe it's just a it's a situation of when Growing Pains was on the air, Boner still meant. 
mistake as much as it meant erection. Uh-huh. Uh, but you see, and I, now it's just segued. Anyway. I, do you think that that was a moment or it always meant what we understand it to mean? And then, like, I, like, when did that break happen? When did someone go, oh, yeah, that thing of doing things wrong also is this other thing? Like, because there, <laughs> there is a moment there where it breaks off. Like, who goes, yeah, yeah, we're going to adopt that over here, too. I think it was maybe, like, a regional thing. Okay. You know how they call, uh, you know, a subway, sub hoagie grinder. But it would be different because it would be, like, calling someone a dummy, and then a dummy would also, you know, be like, oh, that's when you you know, have sex. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, wait, no, that never meant that. It always meant dummy, but now it means this as well. Like, it's, I don't know. Guys, again, history buffs, get out there. How did, when did boner separate? W.T. Mons. <laughs> here's here's the, the history of the boner. I feel like in the introduction to this program, we found two great things for people to work on and research, mm-hmm. you know, get, get, get in their yeah. mouths and chew a little bit. Yeah, get in there. You know, get it down into your second stomach, bring it back up, chew it a little more, get it down into your third stomach, bring it back up, chew it a little more. Is Kurt two... Cameron actually a racist? <laughs> well, he definitely believes that evolution did not happen because the banana is proof enough. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds. You didn't correct. know this about Kirk Cameron. Oh, I mean, I knew. I know that Kirk Cameron is now is now a Christian entertainer. Sure, uh, he is. I would argue the foremost Christian entertainer. <laughs> uh, he released a movie called Fireproof uh, mm-hmm. about uh, not getting a divorce. Yes, um, and the the most famous thing I think that people parody or look at uh, is a video online where they're talking about evolution. And uh, who is talking about it? Who is Kirk Cameron discussing evolution with? A scientist? A, um, a scientist slash preacher. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, sully this gentleman's name. Because okay. Of, yeah. But yeah. he is somebody of um, someone who is renowned in the field. Yes, of... Jonas Salk. Sure. So Salk is there with Cameron, uh, and and he and uh, he's talking he to. Ba- he basically says like, "How did evolution happen?" And Kirk Cameron is stumped. He goes. I don't know. And he goes, that is a difficult question to ask. Let's go to the street and find out. They go to the Santa Monica Promenade, oh, yeah. which is kind of like going to 42nd Street or a local mall. And they go up to people. But with more burnouts. Yeah, more burnouts. And they go up to people and just go, explain evolution to me. And then everyone is kind of stumped. And then they go, you see, no one can explain it. <laughs> It didn't happen. This guy on stilts can't explain it. This muscle builder can't explain it. <laughs> and it really is that. It's like, like they go, explain evolution. And someone will be like, oh, well, we evolved from fish. Oh, really? So one day a fish just jumped out of the water and had legs? And the, and the woman's like, ah, I don't know. And he's like, you see? You can't explain it. <laughs> we spent literally two hours taping this. And, it's, and so then they take a banana. And and they show that a banana is is built for being peeled, uh, and that proves that evolution didn't happen because how else could I, I'm forgetting the theory on why the banana the exact understanding. <laughs> well, I mean, why. you're not a scientist, Paul, I'm so not. you have a hard time really like catching the nuances of what Kirk Cameron but is laying down. Certainly, when Kirk Cameron was having that conversation with Mary Curie, yes. Mary Curie was able to explain the situation. You know what? She was stumped. Oh she was very gosh. stumped. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. 
We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Paul Shear, America's Santa Claus. <laughs> no other countries, though. He no license other it, you license it out to other yes. countries. Well, yes, everyone has their own. It's like the office. Mm. You know, oh, every, there's okay. a different one in every country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Paul, can I ask you just a quick question before sure. we uh, yeah, continue sure. with the festivities? Uh, I'm noticing your shoes. Yes. You have some handsome slip ons that have all the characters from Yo Gaba Gaba on it. Yes. Is that uh, from being on the show? I uh, recently was in Atlanta at the Fox Theater mm. with uh, Jack McBrayer for. Essentially, Kid Mardi Gras, which is Yo Gabba Gabba Live. They get a thousand kids in here into a theater and they drop balloons and they shoot out confetti and there's bubbles and there's singing and dancing. And And all the kids show their tits. All of them for (laughs) beads. For beads. (laughs) Sure. And uh, And jello shots. A lot of jello shots. And jello beans. Jelly beans. And jello (laughs) shots. Um, and Jack and I came out. We are on the show, and we do knock-knock jokes of the day on the show. We came out, and we did a knock-knock joke to the most enthusiastic audience that would ever hear a knock-knock joke. It was like doing it like a, like the Who performing a knock-knock joke. It was yeah. like, knock-knock, and everyone's like, who's there? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> cargo, cargo, woo, cargo, beep, beep, ah, and then they love it. And then we performed a dance called the Peanut Butter Smush. And, uh, and they gave us these shoes that are limited edition shoes. They only make them for kids, but they made a few for the adults. And they're very comfortable. And they're slip-ons. Yeah. And uh, I'm embarrassed to wear them. They're on my, they are my Sunday shoes. I feel like they don't... So you only wear them to church? Only to church. Yeah. I think you can wear them. I can wear them out? I yeah, like absolutely. Them. They're, they're nice. I have to say... Paul, I, you are wearing a Baltimore Ravens baseball cap. You're capturing me in a in a Sunday outfit that I have put together here. This is, <laughs> it's this mainly is, mainly made up of swag. Yeah, it is. This is... I'm wearing my Yo Gabba Gabba shoes, my Curtis, Gem, uh, my Curtis Gwynn and John Gamberling fat guy stuck in the internet shirt. And then also a Baltimore Ravens hat, which I got at the Baltimore Ravens game. Wow. Now, did you go to the Baltimore Ravens game in part as part of your capacity as a sports-themed entertainer on FX's The League? Uh, indeed, I did. Uh, we had a gentleman in our show, uh, Mr. Terrell Suggs, and he is a, a defensive lineman, and he invited us to come see the game, which was amazing. And uh, Terrell Suggs, not an unhilarious name. Uh, Terrell Suggs, exactly. A very hilarious name. And surprisingly hilarious guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to watch the game there and hang out with uh, Ray Rice and his family and Terrell Suggs and his family. And now let me ask you this. Speaking of names, you had Chad Ochocinco on your yes. show. A man who changed his surname to match his uniform number. Exactly. Ocho. And, uh, and I tell you, he gets upset if you call him Ocho. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, he wants you to call him Sink. Well, yeah. Well, he said to <laughs> well, he doesn't I, want to sound ridiculous. Well, he said to me, he goes, if I called you, he didn't know my last name, obviously. Uh, but he goes, if I called you just by the first part of your last name, would you like it? And I said, I would be interested in it, hearing how it sounds. <laughs> and and, uh, and but uh, so that's how he feels when people call him Ocho. They're saying just Chad Eight or just Eight. He doesn't like that. He wants mm. to hear Ocho Cinco. But then later on, he referred to himself as Ocho. So I don't know. I don't know if that theory holds up. 
I've been I've been enjoying their television program, The League, on the oh, FX you. network. I've enjoyed uh, Jason Matzukis's performance. Yes, Jason Matzukis, hilarious, funny guy. He plays Rafi on the show. He was on four episodes. I will say this though: uh, Are you a sports guy? Are you a sports? I fan? here's the thing: I I do really like sports, but I'm in this position where because none of my friends, especially Jordan and my my wife, nobody cares about sports. Yes. It has to be special for me to get engaged in sports, especially because I don't have cable. Oh, wow. And I'm a 49ers fan. When it comes to football, I'm a 49ers fan. And because the 49ers are both out of town and lousy, yes, uh, they're never on TV here in Los Angeles. Never. Uh, unless you get the every football game package that costs $250 a month, which I'm not prepared to do. No, no one needs that. And <laughs> so I can't... I don't really follow football anymore because... I can't watch the games on TV, and it's no, I don't really care enough about football to watch other teams. I understand that now. How about you? Are you a? a uh, no, no, I am. I am uh, uh, dumb when it comes to sports. Right. Uh, yes, Jordan, right. Jordan's voice support for watching sports with another person who might be supportive of. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. When, when I am with someone who is a sports person, and they will take the time to explain to me why something is dramatic or interesting, or you know. Who the lovable losers are, then I then I will have a nice time with it. Then I, then I would say the three of us are in the same boat in the sense that I enjoy sports. I like going to sporting events. I will not find myself if it was between watching, say, Hawaii Five O or watching a football game. I'm going to watch that Hawaii Five O on my DVR. Uh, I like the Jets. I root for them. Are you DVRing Hawaii Five O? Oh my gosh, yes! It's the best new show on television. <laughs> you I'm like not... you just like cut Asian dudes though. Well, yeah, I do. I do like Asian dudes with very hard uh, yeah. abs and nipples. Um, <laughs> uh, the show is amazing. I will say that Hawaii Five O. Just to give it a quick plug, if you like Magnum and the yeah. fun of Magnum, I do, and the violence of Twenty Four. <laughs> tune in to Hawaii Five O. It's got it both in spades. You're like, oh. Someone's surfing and then gets assassinated on a surfboard. <laughs> How amazing is that? And then the, 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 you know, the trouble to find the person. It's, it's a great show. It's a great okay. show. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to anyway. derail you. You, you, would, you would choose 5-0 over sports. Well, and so what I'm saying is I feel like uh, this season, uh, even more than last, is uh, you don't have to know anything about sports. And that's what I, I actually have been enjoying a lot. Like the season has become a lot more about these characters and stuff. And it's been fun to have on someone like Jason Manzukas, who is super, super funny. And the plots are just kind of like sports is in the periphery now. And you, I, might, you might have, honestly, in watching an episode, I've watched, watched the first half dozen yeah. or so of this, of this season. Uh, you might really have one sports joke. In the course of an episode, yeah, that's like that includes something. It's a joke that you wouldn't understand if you didn't know about sports. And it feels like you can kind of let that one fly. You can lose that one for put that in the ether. Like now, uh, I wrote an episode. I wrote two episodes this year with Nick Kroll, one of the guys on the show. Another brilliantly funny fellow, super funny. And uh, we didn't even we were told not even to think about sports until the end. And then we just like threw in some sports stuff with pepper, a little flavor. Yeah. So if, if those are, I always like to get out the word that if you have not watched it, do not be afraid of it if you're not a sports fan. There's something in there for you as well. Paul, I, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I was in the camp that was a little afraid of it at first. There you go. Uh, fantasy football confuses me when it comes up in my office. No. Uh, but but yes, I uh, but I started uh, with the first episode of this season where you guys go to Vegas. Uh, hilarious show, and definitely oh, I will thank you. attest to not knowing uh, to to 
not having a lot of sports knowledge does not hinder your enjoyment. Did you did you have to do you, have you engaged in fantasy sports at all yourself like in order to understand what's going on with the yes. world of fantasy sports? I'm very uh right now I'm more of a sports fan than I've ever been and I am up to date. I have two leagues going and two leagues at two the same time. leagues that I actively watch and and plan and think about and it, waste time on. It's really intense. Matt Belknap, uh, our friend from Never Not Funny, was over here last night, and uh, he was telling me about how he had sworn off of ever doing fantasy sports. He's a big basketball fan. Well, that's impossible. Fan- I mean, that's every night for months. Yeah, and he's he joined a fantasy basketball league. He joined the fantasy basketball league of his website, a special thing.com, his wonderful website, and uh, he said he's completely obsessed. It's all he can think about. Well, it... Basketball and baseball are that fantasy sports lifestyle is not a good one <laughs> because there are multiple games going on and they're going on for months on end and you have to think way ahead and you got to plan and everything. No fun. F- football, 13 weeks, one day a week. You don't have to do anything. You can set your team lineup on Sunday night, Saturday night. You're done. But yeah, that I'll tell you. I played. I used to. I, I used to be a huge, huge baseball fan yes. as a kid, um, and I actually ran a rotisserie baseball. Which is rotisserie wow, baseball yes. is the sort of the original fantasy sport. Yes, I ran a rotisserie baseball league uh, from middle school through into high school, and uh, I had to quit because it was literally all. I could think about. Were you sitting with a newspaper looking at box scores and doing it, or were computers at a level that they could handle? It, the beginning, it was box scores, and by the end, it was computers, and computers only made it worse. Really? Computers really, like, it. It. I only went further down the rabbit hole. When it was just me reading Baseball Weekly cover yeah. to cover, literally every word of the Baseball Weekly when it arrived, uh, that was one thing. But then when I could go to baseballweekly.com, and read and yeah. that cover to cover every word, your CBS sports lines. Oh, I do the same thing. Last year, I was in it to win it. This year, a little less, but still, I get, uh, you get, it's like gambling and you want that win and you want that magic. But the thing about fantasy football is uh, the only way that you're good at it or any fantasy sports is if you can predict the future. And if you are not good at that, you will not, I will say you will not do a good job. Like that is it. You're just betting on men to do something that you feel that you had some control over. You're like, ah, yes, he scored a touchdown because of me. He did five RBIs because of me. No, you are not involved in this. Simply luck is like playing a gigantic roulette wheel. So you're saying this is a good way to turn a normal person into some sort of supervillain. Yes. It, or you, to it, get that supervillain mentality. Oh, people are abusive on these message boards that I'm on. And <laughs> they attack and you become angry. It wrecks your Sunday nights when you're losing. And it affects everything. You check your iPhone a million times on a Sunday. It's not fun. So it is a fantasy sports league now, and forgive me because it's literally been twelve years since I've done yeah. this. You've you've basically got a built-in website that where you're exchanging abusive messages on oh, the website. Yes, there is a message board that you can pop up and follow it. You can put pictures up there. You can dick pics. Uh, a lot of dick pics. Right. A lot of dick pics. It is not uh, just Brett Favre dick pics. <laughs> yeah. no, well, you could share them if you have them. You share right. them. Please share. Them. But it is, yeah, it is an abusive, uh, abusive thing, and and ours is less abusive than you would imagine. But uh, but it still gets to be a lot of taunting, 
a lot of uh, a lot of making fun of. Now, Ed, because you are on a television program that is kind of the big public face of fantasy sports, yes. uh, do people feel? Do you feel like people are gunning for you? Do they want to take you down because it's you know maybe like a, a badge of honor? I well, because no one knows how I'm doing. They assume that I'm doing like my character does on the show, which is poorly. Mm. But then I can surprise them with some real knowledge. As a matter of fact, I was on NFL. I don't know, NFL something last week. I was on some television <laughs> show, the NFL Network, and they have sure. a three-hour show on Sunday morning that helps people <laughs> make their picks for their fantasy football leagues. So you say, is, now, just to clarify, can you restate the number of hours involved in this program? Three hours. Wow. Three hours. That's a lot of Deion Sanders. Of And, and it's, it is those, it's four anchors. Uh-huh. Uh one is simply manning Twitter. The other <laughs> uh the other two are uh talking about some players in general and it was a and, and one is in charge of interviewing novelty guests. <laughs> <laughs> Our interview consisted of quick picks for the week. Who do you think? Who do you think? Who to sit? Who to bench? Make a bold prediction. So we were basically on there <laughs> yelling about players, and uh, and they all made Frank Gore. <laughs> what? They all made fun of me last week for my pick, and it turned out to be the only true pick of the day. Mm, which, yeah. as I said, sit Aaron Rodgers. No one believed me. He got six fantasy points, guys. I know what I'm talking about. Sit that guy. I can control. Not a lot of football. points there for you. No, that's not a lot of points for a quarterback. You're expecting in the, the 17 to 25 range. See, now I would have played him because he used to play for Cal, I think. Well, you see, that you shouldn't just play. But that... If I remember correctly, I might be completely wrong. <laughs> he may well have played for USC. Well, you see, that, that's the fun of fantasy. Um, a lot of, apparently, a lot of women do well in fantasy because they like different colors and names. Mm. And uh-huh. then there's a statistic to say that women are the best fantasy football players because they don't equate the stats. They go to the guessing side of it, which is... Equally and valid. The dick pics they've gotten oh, yeah, from always, the various the, yeah. players. <laughs> and they size them up and they go, well, I'll take this dick pic over this dick pic. There's a there's a lady in your there's a lady in your television program yes. who, if I'm not mistaken, is in real life married to Mark Duplass, yes. who, who's a guest on The Sound of Young America. Very yes. nice, very bright guy. A yes. gifted gifted film director in addition to Indeed. being a distressingly handsome and funny actor. Um, uh, if she was in my league, and I can't recall her name, she's also a, a, an accomplished director and yes. actress. Katie Azelton. Uh, I don't think I could do it. She's too pretty. To to just even have her in your league? Just to have her in my league. It, wow. It would upset me. I was... She, we were... She, the, I would just do whatever she told me to. <laughs> <laughs> you would listen to her destroy your team. Well, you know what? Maybe that is true. You know, I think that she She could offer me... Seriously, if I had current 49ers star running back Frank Gore, the only good player on the 49ers offense. Who is, uh, again, not doing that great in the fantasy world. Yeah. She she could offer me former 49ers option back Harry Sidney from 1992 for Frank Gore. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm in. You got it. Yeah, that is the uh, the trick of uh, yeah. A, a, a pretty woman will make you do really whatever they would like, and in fantasy sports, that would be deadly. But the good thing is, you don't have to have a conversation with her. She could be in your league. You don't have to have that conversation. You just abuse each other on the message board. Exactly. She's not, she's not pretty on the message board. And on the my message friend. board, she's just text. She's black text uh, on white. She could put. Could is there an option? Can you put a little avatar? You could. Oh yeah, that's how she could get you. Something with maybe, big eyes, like how all, all those girls with big eyes have all the Twitter followers. Maybe uh, just, a, maybe just a cleavage shot. My, <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I don't my, know if you, if you go on Fave Star. 
to check what Twitters are oh, getting the most stars. I've checked uh, it. A lot of a lot of, a lot of cleavage avatars are uh, getting a lot more points than they should. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, I didn't even know about Favestar. Um, oh my, God! Uh, well, this is the yeah. fantasy sports of Twitter. You don't want to get All right. involved. I don't want to. I don't want to look. I'm sure I'm low down on it. The uh, I my fantasy uh, icon is it's a a negative name to Rob Riggle because Rob Riggle from the Daily Show and uh, many other things is in my fantasy league. And my name is a is a horrible uh, assault on Riggle's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, body, and, uh, <laughs> and and then a picture. Of his face, so I often get confused sometimes reading messages that I even wrote. So your when I see your his name face. on there is like Tiny Dick Rickle or Riggle or something. I mean, can we say what we can? Yeah, you uh, can say whatever you want. Mine is uh, Riggle's hairy pussy. <laughs> and it's a picture of Riggle's face uh, in a in a suit and tie. Now again, by the same principle as I would feel uncomfortable with a lady as pretty in the league as as you, it's Katie. I would be afraid. Of Rob Riggle because he's a huge man, right? With a fiery intensity. Well, he is. He is intense, and but he can I kick t- it up to ten at any moment, right? And you got to just take it on. You got to take it on because he's a pussycat underneath all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, uh, Katie's name, a hairy pussycat. <laughs> Katie's name is is quite offensive as well, which is the Duchess of Douche Cockery. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a good name. I like that. That's name. really solid. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll be sure to send that over to page six. <laughs> uh, we'll be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear here with us. Uh, here, here we go. Here's what we got. We have a very special announcement, mm. Jordan. Mm. Uh, this is how it works. Uh, this is a paid announcement. You pay us, we make your announcement. A hundred bucks for a personal message. Uh, we had a happy anniversary last week. It was lovely. Uh, $150 for a commercial message. We'll, uh, you know, heck, we'll, we'll plug your... You know, your lube brand. We don't care. We have no dignity. None at all. Less than None zero dignity. None at all. Um, uh, all you have to do is email our development director, Teresa, at MaximumFun.org. I would like to try any lube that I am endorsing. Right. So please send some tiny packets hey, of lube. Hey, you'd have to get laid to, get, to try it. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Wait a minute. No, you wouldn't. Could you use it to masturbate? Oh, why do I set him up like this? Ooh, the left and then the okay, right. Okay, Jesse, I need to recover. Would you just give me that pie? Let me have it. <laughs> Let me. Oh, shit. Nope. <laughs> Well, at least you can talk clearly through the pie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm glad I put mouth holes in that pie tin. Sponsor, sponsored this week, the Speedway Squad Comedy Podcast. Mm. Um, these guys are listeners. Uh, their names are Bob Fuger, Jordan Pratt, and Chris Woods. They are out of Vancouver, British Columbia. So you know they're super high. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I, I guess I don't have any... I, so far, I've said about seven not real jokes and no actual jokes in this segment. I apologize. I feel like you have to should say at least three real jokes for every not real joke you say. Right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good ratio, you I guess. You have to kind of earn your fake jokes. Sure. Um, anyway, the Speedway Squad, uh, they have been going since April of 2008. Mm. They're on episode number 118... 
They are steady podcasters. Uh, it's a show about pop culture. Um, they work in show business in the arts, so they know a little bit about pop culture, not unlike <laughs> me and Jordan. And Paul Shear, to a certain extent, works in show business I as well. I love working Yo, in Gabba, show business. Yo Gabba Gabba Live, yes. specifically. <laughs> um, I been... didn't know if I could talk during this segment. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can. you can talk as much as you oh, want. Oh, well, then great. I'm we just very... don't want to compel you to talk because it's sponsored content. Well, this is... Yeah, I don't look, know if you have a clause in your contract about sponsored content. I have a clause in my contract about talking about Canadian podcasts. Sure. So mm. this is going to be rough, but I, I think I can bend it. You, can... You're only supposed to talk about... In fact, I we pay you to talk exclusively about our podcast brothers Stop Podcasting Yourself. Exactly. Uh, Vancouver as well. Exactly. And that is what I... That's... I have to get behind them as a brand. Well, look, we give you special dispensation in this case to to also address the Speedway Squad comedy podcast. Uh, They've been featured on iTunes Canada. Uh, They have been mentioned on two uh, good friends of ours programs, uh, Mike Schmidt's show, The 40-Year-Old Boy, and uh, Jimmy Dore's program, Comedy and Everything Else. Um, So, uh, Their name is a Simpsons reference. Oh, is it really? It is. Speedway Squad? Is that something from The Simpsons? Uh, In the uh, second part of the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. Right. uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Maggie? Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seems like kind of a cop-out in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And that he didn't really die. That that to me was the biggest cop-out. Was that the beginning of the end of The Simpsons in the sense that yeah. I feel like... In the sense that I had then become 13. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there is a something like about The Simpsons where I feel like they... I mean, they're there. They will always be there. But I don't watch them anymore. I don't feel compelled to watch them. I love the Banksy thing. That was cool. But that was kind of like, neat. But I feel like now it's... How could you even produce more new ideas when you've done so many with these characters? Uh, Yes. Oh, man. Ooh, oh. That's a can of worms. Uh, I, I, yes. I'm curious. Well, we can continue to talk about these Canadian podcasts. It sounds like the kind of thing they might talk about on this Speedway Squad podcast. Okay, so what is the reference? I want to know what the reference oh, uh, is. Oh, that episode starts out with uh, Smithers having a dream that he's in like a 70s era TV show. It's called Speedway Squad. Hey, do you remember that one Simpsons episode where the guy, where the guy, the, the really old guy goes, I said boo urns. I do. Oh, I loved that. It was the when critic he said crossover that. episode. That was a lot <laughs> of fun when he said that. Anyway, uh, Speedway Squad podcast. You can find them in your iTunes, both American and Canadian. Mm. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. What are you going to do, Paul? I like this ad so much. Yeah. Wow. I'm going home right now after the show is over and download Okay. You are going to wait until we finish. Yeah, until we finish. <laughs> you we will finish. not just leave in the middle. No, I will not leave in the middle. I, I'll wait until we're done, and then I'm going to download all 118 episodes I'm going to listen to them back to back to back. Wow. Right. I'm going to come in and tell you what I thought of all of them. I'm going to write each, notes. Are you going to take notes on each one? <laughs> each one. Quick Seems notes. Seems like that might maybe. maybe destroy your personal and professional life a nope. little bit. Nope. What if, I think this is my calling and I'm going to do it. Here's an oh, idea I I would of. advise yeah. against it. What if you had a Speedway Squad podcast commentary podcast, the Speedway Squ- Squad podcast podcast? How about the Speedway Squad pit crew? Uh-huh. And it is a commentary on the uh, Speedway Squad. I'm just throwing okay. that. It was a great idea. I there feel like we're, we're in. I host a, I'm a, the yeah. boss of a podcast network. Yeah. That's, if you're interested in getting this thing kickstarted. I kind of like it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, just email Teresa at Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at MaximumFun.com. 
Org. By the way, I feel like it bears mentioning, we will also accept longer, broader sponsorships for real commercial businesses that want more than just one mention. So if I'm Mr. Chick of Mr. Chick-fil-A, yeah. I can say to <laughs> John you, Chick, sure. Yeah. I go, listen, gentlemen, I'd like you to talk about my delicious chicken sandwiches. I know they don't need any advertising. And I do occasionally talk about them for free. Yeah. But, but would you be interested if I gave you $150 to do that? Now look. If you're asking if a certain cheese, cheesy snack company right. came to us and said, do you have any ideas, would we say to them, yes, for X amount of money, we would fill up a pool with your cheese snack product yes. and jump into it and go swimming in it? I would say yes. That has happened. Wow. We have put that on the table. We have not received your response yet. Okay. They're considering it for their next cycle. Got it. But we do work with major corporations. Just email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. I like okay, it. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear, world's best grandpa. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the best ones ever. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, you know, guys, uh, there are a lot of questions in the world that are difficult to answer. Sure. Um, Who shot Mr. Burns, uh, for one. And there's, there's only one true authority to whom we can turn. Uh, that man is the master of Would You Rather, Jim Rayal. Jim, welcome back to Jordan Jesse Go. It's been too long, my friend. Oh, it's been so long. So good to be here, guys. Hi. Oh, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Jim. Up there in the... How's, how's the uh, San Francisco Bay Area treating you? Oh, uh, it's it's great. Uh, people are are bubbling with excitement over the uh, the improbable uh, Giants World Series victory. Uh, the weather's great. Hey, uh, we should, yeah. you know, I feel like I should mention in honor of the San Francisco Giants World Series victory, I have gone to baseballreference.com, dot com, the uh, primary baseball statistical repository on the internet, and sponsored the page for Don Caveman Robinson in honor of Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, this was a business expense. I believe it cost me $15. Um, but now if you search, if you Google Don Caveman Robinson, you click on Baseball Reference, you will yeah. see an advertisement for Jordan Jesse Go. In fact, I encourage everyone out there to do wow, that. Wow, I want to see that. A salute uh, write that down. to Don Caveman Robinson. Was there any Star Wars characters in attendance during the uh, the Giants win because I know that Lucasfilm is at the Presidio. I feel like Chewbacca should have thrown out a pitch at the World <laughs> yeah. Series. As he sort of should have had that sort of like like they always have a Tony Bennett there. Anytime exactly. the Giants, anytime the Giants are doing something important, opening day, they make the playoffs. You have some guys, some old guys from the Grateful Dead. Yeah, you have some guys from Starship. You have Huey Lewis, of course, yeah. will always turn out. Uh, and you're suggesting we add to that Chewbacca. Chewbacca, <laughs> Chewbacca and or Robin Williams. I feel that those are two San Francisco <laughs> institutions that are not uh, right. represented. Insufficiently represented. Okay, well... Only in Mrs. Doubtfire costume. Here's, That's <laughs> my own thing. Here's how would you rather... What about Bicentennial Man robot suit? Ooh, <laughs> he can fight Chewbacca. But what era Bicentennial Man? When he becomes too human or when he's very robot? Oh, haven't actually seen it. Oh, I have. And uh, sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Here's what's going to happen. Jim Ray Alvin, Master of Would You Rather, is going to give us two choices 
Um, we're going to discuss our preferences. If we have questions about them, we can, of course, ask Jim. He sure. is the master of would you rather. Um, at the end of the question and answer period, when we have made our considerations, each of us will make our selection. And Jim Rayal, the master of would you rather, will tell us whether we are correct or incorrect. Got it. Um, Jim, what's this week's would you rather? All right. <clears throat> would you rather have incredibly beautiful penmanship or be able to barbecue real well. Mm. Oh, wow. All right. Well, this is a, I, I would, this is first of all a fascinating one because I think it's something that people want, both sure. sides of it. Right. Are you a vegetarian if you know how to barbecue? So um, my question is if you are a great barbecue, can you actually put that to good use? Oh, sure. Yeah. If, if you don't eat meat, you know, you're going to barbecue your zucchinis or your bell peppers real well. Okay. Okay. So you're not, you're not going to make me a vegetarian and a great barbecue person. So I would be hindering myself. All right. So this is good. Uh, so, and so are we, and we are us in this scenario. We're not, we don't have some sort of weird job. We're, we're us. We're in the state we are now. We don't live in a weird place. This yeah, is what this I'm asking. Is- yeah, this is this is you. Um, so yes. Now, um, I am someone who has very good penmanship already. I would like it to even be better. I've been told that I have good penmanship, but what what kind of doors is this opening up? Are, are either of these opening up doors for us, or are we're we just living a normal life? Well, that kind of depends on uh, what you want to do with your uh, with your penmanship or barbecue power. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it would open up certain doors if, if you were, uh, if you had uh, this incredibly perfect penmanship, there would probably be, you know, some sort of, uh, graphic art door possibly, or, or, uh, I love you it. Could, maybe you could do the, uh, do the signs of Trader Joe's, who knows? So we are, we are essentially, we <laughs> Those are, are great. we are the best. There is no one better than us at us, or so there's no oh, one yeah, better than are, us. You are, you are, you are tops, uh. Perfect. And so, and this penmanship, does this move over into maybe some antiquated forms of penmanship? Calligraphy, uh, Sanskrit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, uh, you Sand know, with a, with mandala. A, <laughs> Cambria. I, I have a question for you. Um, I feel like there's a very clear answer to this. Um, you can't just check whether it's right before you well, make your I'm pick. Not, no, that's I'm, what it seems like you're I'm building gonna, towards, I'm going to, to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, is it something that would be surprised? Is it, uh, it's not what we think. I mean, because I'm already feeling a strong urge that's in a, a direction. Is I'm that gonna, a bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. bad I'm going to disallow that question. Right. That's a ridiculous question. Right. Let me ask you this question, Jim. <laughs> if I'm really good at barbecuing, does that include both an open flame barbecue and a smoking situation, a s- operating a smoker, slow Jeffy, cooking, direct heat and both. indirect heat? You will, you will, uh, you, you have, you have perfected the, 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 the general arts wow. of, of grilling. Wow. For the, are, are you a master of the Foreman grill? Does that, is it just anything that is kind of a heated surface? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 you're using a Foreman grill, you know that's like that's child's play. Sure. Can can you? All right. So you can then cook on other surfaces, or no? Are you relegated to only grill? You can't cook on surfaces that aren't for cooking. You can't. You're not just magically great at cooking. What an about egg on a mirror, what but, about those guys 
who barbecue on their engine block. Yeah, car car engine blocks. <laughs> That's a kind of barbecuing. Does is that a skill that you have? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. If if it's uh, if if it is is uh, related to grilling, yeah, you can grill in different places. It's, it, this isn't about limiting. You, you know, you can only be on your on your barbecue terrace. Period. <laughs> what I have now, I got to be I got to be clear with you, Jim. I live in an urban environment, Los Angeles, California. My barbecuing means are very limited. I have a very small kettle barbecue uh, that I put out on the back porch, which is, I mean, frankly, the back porch, you've got to go down the path to get even right. to get to the back porch. Right, right. It's not even attached to my house. Right. Um, would, would I, like, automatically get, like, a nice big gas grill or, or something? Like, would I be issued any equipment? No. No, you wouldn't. Oh. You have to make... But... Imagine you on that gas grill. People are like, this is the best burger ever made. You must have eaten. This must have been made on an expensive gas grill. No, this little guy right here. This little yeah, this little it might kettle. make your barbecuing skills all the more impressive. You like know, if you chicks. just have a little yeah, yeah chicks, chicks who love barbecues. <laughs> I love the smoker. The uh-huh. smoker really opens up doors yeah. for me. Yeah, because I here's because you like a, you want to make a brisket, right? I want to make a nice brisket, a nice a pork ribs. loin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ribs. A good pork loin you could really smoke out to. It's really there's a lot of good options here. I I, I I'm gonna also. I mean, I always ask this question <laughs> every it, time. This question every comes time up. it comes up. Penmanship v barbecue. Is there a nuclear holocaust foreseeable, or has <laughs> it happened? Because obviously, one of these skills would come in. Oh yeah, very handy if one of those things were to happen. Penmanship because you need to retain knowledge. The most important well, thing is it, the like ability Book to of collect Eli, and retain knowledge. Like Book of Eli, I sure. would have to bring the Bible to deserving people. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, sure, and somehow take out Gary well, Oldman in the process. <laughs> fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, um, you should blind yourself just like Denzel Washington. In that movie. Uh, oh, spoiler. Yep. Jim, it, 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 does, it, does an apocalypse enter into this at all? Should we anticipate or assume an apocalypse? The, the apocalypse the apocalypse question is uh, should be off the off the table. Uh, you don't you you can't foresee that. Uh, you know. Okay. So not, world. All right. We will not, assume that not, the world will continue. So you will not say at the end of this after we made a choice like aha, you thought that was the right answer, but <laughs> now there is a nuclear apocalypse. Let's talk about materials with penmanship. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have great penmanship with uh, mechanical pencil. Um, I presume I'm going to have great penmanship with a nice uh, ballpoint, uh, like a nice ballpoint, uh, or even one of those reservoir type situation mm. pens. You know, those little. Um, what about India ink? A uh, brush yeah. in India ink. Yeah, you got it. No, if if, if there's a, a a writing implement in your hand, you are a magician. And is it just with English? Could you do Japanese characters? Mm. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know Japanese. I mean, you, you're not oh. really going to know what, what you're writing, but yeah, it, it, you know, if, if uh, but you, you could duplicate you that. transcribe something. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'm ready. That could make you a really powerful monk. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, okay. Well, it sounds like Jordan's ready. Paul, are you about ready to make it? I pick? am ready. Okay. Um, Jordan, let's start with you. What was your selection? Well, I'm going barbecue. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like I have less and less, uh, cause to write something by hand these days. And I think, uh, with technology being like it is, that's only going to get more severe. 
Uh, I mean, when's the last time you wrote a check? Am I right, guys? Right. Am I right? He's right. He right. is very right. Uh, yeah, and uh, I've always wanted to be better at cooking than I am. It's been it's a little bit of a fantasy of mine. Once uh, maybe I have a little more free time, maybe trying to become a better uh, a better food preparer. So the thought of just jumping right to best in the world. Very appealing to me. Uh, like Jesse, I'm concerned about space. I have a uh, an even smaller space than Jesse does. Definitely no outside space. Don't know where I'm going to put this barbecue. I'm saying if I am magically awarded these powers, I'm going to move. I'm going to move in order to uh, in order to uh, to to expound hey, on this gift. In the meantime, there's pits at Griffith Park. Absolutely. Let's get out there. I'm going to practice. Throw around the throw around the frisbee. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so I love the idea of being an expert uh, barbecue guy. Uh, I'm taking that. Paul, Paul, what's your choice? Well, um, I'm going to, I'm looking here at the studio audience, and yeah. a lot of the people are, I'm going with them, and I'm going with my own thought, which was barbecue. Right. And the barbecue, it was a strong feeling right at the top. I feel like the ability to be able to eat trumps the ability to be able to spell, <laughs> right? And because uh, I can communicate with my voice. Well, eating is what separates us from the animals. Exactly. Basically, Anim- any animal can write. No animals can eat. They die immediately. Uh, so that is that is my theory that I would rather sustain mm-hmm. instead of you know uh, you know life is full of questions, and uh, I want to be able to provide, and that's where I'm coming from. Uh, providing. Well, gentlemen, it has been a long time since we have had a unanimous. Uh, consensus mm-hmm. on the panel here for uh, would you rather? I mean, generally, what happens, if I remember correctly, is I get it right and Jordan gets it wrong. Sure. Um, however, I'm going to cast my lot in with you, gentlemen. Um, as far as I can tell, the best case scenario of having really beautiful handwriting is that someone will assume you're a pretty girl, want to meet you, and then you're just going to disappoint them. Exactly. Or get gay raped. Yeah, exactly. Gay anger raped. <laughs> right. Well, in this case, it would be heterosexual gay raped. Because it's a straight guy that's gay raping you because, because he's disappointed yeah. that it's all gay. He would make you wear a bag over your head with your handwriting on it so he could get, <laughs> so uh, get erect. So could see by the, the hearts yes. that are over your eyes. Yes. yes. Um, but, I, and I'll tell you, I'm going to be frank with you guys. I fucking love barbecue. Oh, it's I love delicious. barbecue. I it's love delicious. barbecue. There's nothing I love more. I, I How mean, great would it be to be like, oh, yeah, ribs, come on over. I'm making it. I don't even have to think about it. I could be watching TV, and I'm going to make you great ribs. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I mean, I, look, I'm not going to tell you guys that I can't make ribs right now because the reality is I can make a decent rib. Sure. But the difference between these ribs that I'm going to smoke in my own smoker that I'm gonna buy, like Jordan. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna apply some resources towards this. Sure, question. yeah, yeah. This is the same resources yeah. I would have spent on India Inc. Anyway, you've been given a magical gift. You cultivate. Can it. I even can I even bring out another point? Sure. Please. Are any of us even sure that we have had anyone who has barbecued like in the top five, the top five best barbecuers? Have we eaten mm. their food? No, I don't think I have. So just it would just be a privilege just to get to enjoy that. Yeah, we haven't even know we don't yeah. even know what that tastes like. We don't even understand. Here's another thing about it. I feel like I um, I feel like it belongs to me to it, it is within my grasp to be the greatest barbecuer of all time uh, because I enjoy cooking. Um, I like to prepare food for friends. Just last night, I prepared some food for our friend Matt Belknap from Never Not Funny. <laughs> wow. Um, I it it's something that means something to me. Now handwriting, I have always had 
execrably bad handwriting. In sure. contrast to a Paul Shear, my Who handwriting girl handwriting mm-hmm. is spe- and getting raped all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely illegible. Constantly. Um, and frankly, my handwriting, despite being completely illegible, is better than either of my parents' handwriting, which are so spectacularly illegible, despite growing up in the handwriting era, uh, that you literally... People, like my wife will get a note from my mom. My wife will have to hand it to me and say, what does this say? Wow. Because she sincerely cannot read it. Um, So I feel like it's sort of important to me in a sort of like... The same way that like the um, the sort of uh, black power movement felt like it was important not to process your hair, um, this is natural hair to me. Shitty handwriting. All right. It's sort of like it it's is of culture. my people. It is your it's culture. It's my culture. It belongs to me. And so I'm going barbecuing as well because I'm I'm really look excited about this brisket I'm going to make. I feel like we are setting ourselves up for a disappointment here but jim will tell us i have to find out jim uh you are the master of would you rather and your decision on this matter is final uh, are we correct or incorrect wow wow this is a this is a big one jesse and you know i'm uh i was actually really really pulling for a particular result that you you, you ended up screwing up in the end jesse ah! I was, I was, wait wait hold on hold on hold oh, on okay uh I, because uh, Grillmaster Jordan yep. uh, is has poised himself to end his losing streak, and I was I was hoping for the major Jordan over Jesse upset, uh. but unfortunately, you all got it correct. Uh. Yes, uh. yes. Hey, I'd rather Jordan. I'd rather be a winner with you than a winner over you. Well. Uh, yeah. No, now that I think about it, I'd yeah, rather be a winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. That's just reality. I get that. Yeah. Um, You're a great well, friend and all. Sure. But you want to be better. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. You know, the sign of a better friend is if they beat their friend at something. Oh, of course. Because you know I that from the... FX Television's The League. Exactly. Paul. TVMA. Um... <laughs> there is no box. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, tell us why. Well, guys, uh, you, you uh, touched on uh, many of the major points of uh, why Grillmaster Barbecue Chef is the right option, but... Basically, it, you know, it just comes down to it, uh, it being a uh, delicious choice. It's very practical. Uh, it's, uh, it's very American. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys will uh, not only enjoy this yourselves, but uh, this skill will really be valued by your, your friends and family. Hey, Jim, did I touch on anything? Because I, I, I feel like I found something here when, saying that none of us have even tasted Probably the best barbecue ever. So is that like factoring into this decision as well? That it would be mind-blowingly good if you were to have the best of yeah, something. Yeah, like how I wouldn't even know where to go to yeah. get the best. Who has had the best of anything? I don't know if any of us have. Yeah, yeah, Paul, that just sounds heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, it uh, is. It is always. It is always a joy to have you on Jordan Jesse go. It had been too long, and this was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, guys. So much fun as always, and I uh, can't wait till next time. Here's hoping the Oakland A's win the World Series next year. Man, we are we are really uh, drumming up some uh, some exciting play. We're not there yet, but uh, we got the excellent pitching. We just need to uh, to uh, develop some good position players, and we'll be ready to go. Hey, you want Barry Zito back? Jesus Christ, man! That guy that guy's <laughs> got a lot to think about uh, during this offseason. Uh, okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear, VCR expert. Man, geez, you've come out of the gate with like three solid nicknames. They're better than ours, frankly. I'm, All oh, three I, have been I, better than I, ours. I, I, I thank you for that. I, no, and granted. I would rank I would rank America's Santa Claus and World's Greatest Grandpa among the top nicknames we've ever had. And you, I, came, you came up with those just off... I mean, unless the, you've been workshopping no, I've been writing, yes. I was even a little bit disappointed by VCR Expert, but I thought it was okay. It was it was quick. I it's just, no, it's it's very yeah. good. I mean, you know. But I liked America Santa's. That was that one really uh, yeah made me uh, laugh. Jordan, you <laughs> uh, you got an email. No. Um, now I want to be clear. Um, when I say that you got an email, I actually got the email because my my email address, which is Jesse at maximumfun.org, is a public email address. Sure. Um, while yours is a private email address. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes people will say, oh, you know, I, I want to convey a message to Jordan. Can sure. I, can I, yeah, of course, I'll, if you send it to me. You know? I'm Salinger-esque in that way. Yeah, you are. <laughs> in more than one way. Sure. And that's well, actually your email address, Salinger-ask at hotmail.com. <laughs> well, there that goes. Um, I, am, my... I am actually J- <laughs> on Xbox Live. I am the real J.D. Salinger. <laughs> and that happened before he passed. So it is very fun... <laughs> To play. <laughs> it's the uh, funniest uh, Xbox Live game <laughs> ever. And before people, uh, <laughs> before he passed, Disney people go, come on, J.D. Salinger. What are you doing, J.D.? That's great. Oh. It, it is endless hours of enjoyment. Yeah, but I'm sure maybe half of the people you're playing Halo don't even understand the reference. Exactly. The real J.D. Salinger at oh. Xbox. Okay, so here's a little background on this email. Mm-hmm. Um, I was invited to officiate a wedding, which I'm going to officiate between uh, uh, a Jordan Jesse Go listener, uh, a fervent Jordan Jesse Go listener, his occasional Jordan Jesse Go listener wife to be okay. in Seattle, Washington. Got so it. in December, I'm going to be flying to Seattle, Washington to officiate this wedding on your own dime. Two on my own time between these two lovely people. Okay, um, uh, not on my own dime. They're going to be paying. They're buying my plane flight and putting okay. me up in a hotel. Got it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't got that kind of money. Paul. Yeah, I know. Well, I, that's why I was curious. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, I'm going up there to do this. I'm, I'm really happy to do it. We met them. They're wonderful people. Oh, great! I'm very excited about doing it. Um, and there was some question, frankly, about why not only why they asked me to do this mm-hmm. and not Jordan, but but it turned out that uh, this guy knew Jordan through his. This guy works in the video game industry. Okay. And uh, Jordan covers the video game industry sometimes for sure. Fuel TV. So he had met Jordan, and in fact, not only did he not ask Jordan to officiate the wedding, but he kind of rubbed his nose in it uh, by asking if Jordan thought that I would say yes if he asked me. Is that a wow. fair characterization, That's, Jordan? Yes, that is a good summation of what happened. And so we've been. I I have openly wondered who is going to be the first person to have Jordan officiate their wedding. So exactly. I think it's only fair, of course, <laughs> right? There are two guys on this podcast. Now we received an email from Jack and Sarah from mm. Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I'm just going to read the email. It was addressed to me. Um, Dear Jesse, my fiance Sarah and I are huge fans of Jordan Jesse Go. We felt really bad for Jordan being left out of your invitation to officiate a wedding. So, we would like him to in, we would like to invite him to be in charge of the guest book at our wedding in Nelson, Nebraska. Wait, be in charge of the guest book. We will also offer him transportation from the Grand Island, Nebraska airfield and free lodging in the Oxbow Motel. Please relay this request to Jordan. We eagerly await his reply. Mm. That's pretty good. 
I think this is a pretty generous offer. Wait, now in I charge s- of the guest book is not well, a Somebody's got to be in charge of the guest book. No, you leave that on Paul, the table. No, somebody's got to be in charge because somebody could walk away with the pen. Then there's no pen. Nobody can sign the fucking thing. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like you're getting played here. I feel like you're getting played. Do I, you think I should hold out? Yeah. Hold out for efficient. Look. Hold out for at least two things. Efficient or guest book person and... Uh, a t- uh, toast. Make a toast. Oh yeah, I've oh, even I've there. maybe even offered, and this is something I have a little bit of experience at. I've offered bachelor party planner. Yeah. Oh, that's a good you idea. Did a great job char- j- uh, planning my bachelor party. I'll Where'd you guys much. go? All yeah. over the place. All to over. hell and back, my friend. Yeah. Hell wow. and back. Wow. Yeah. To uh, the very core of the earth. Maybe you've seen maybe you've seen a little movie called The Hangover. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. That yeah. was a documentary. We watched, we watched that. <laughs> wow. We watched wow. an early cut of that movie. Oh, all right. You got us an early yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. You got it, it helps ha- on the phone. It had yeah. time code. Nice. Yeah. Um, Some scenes were cut out for Jordan, time. I for <laughs> right. one, I mean, you frankly, you guys are both responding, I think, callously to this offer. No. I for one am really touched by this. And I want to offer, um, in addition to this, uh, I personally, uh, from, uh, from funds donated by MaximumFun.org listeners, uh, but those are my business. That's my yeah, business. That's your business. Um, I personally will offer out of my own business pocket of donated money, uh, I would like to offer to buy you a ticket mm. to... Uh, the Grand Island, Nebraska airfield. In Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> In Lincoln, Nebraska, also or sounds, near Lincoln, Nebraska. It sounds to me like a very small... It's not an airport, it's an airfield. Yeah, yeah. This could be a dangerous John Denver situation. Well, I mean, I'm not offering to get you your own plane. <laughs> it would be me a plane. It would be like what, that airline from Wings. It would be like you'd have some ethnic guy. So and hilarious. Really right. guy. So it would be hilarious. Let, yeah. me, let me pitch out what I would offer. I have no funds from Maximum. That's okay. Fund.org. Your funding is completely independent. It's completely independent. From Comes a, in no small part from Yo Gabba Gabba Live. No small part from those guys. It's from a small corporation, a technological corporation in New Guinea uh-huh. that uh-huh. I get a sizable chunk of money from for research and development. <laughs> and I would pay you, you. you. He actually invented electric light. Yes. For New Guinean purposes. Exactly. So in New Guinea, he Electrical. holds the patent for electric light. Now, they don't know that it has been invented. Right. That's something where I was able to take advantage of their culture. Now, right. I don't want to <laughs> get into the specifics of that, but mm-hmm. it's made me a very wealthy man yeah. and very famous in New Guinea, as the children will read in the school books that I brought that to them. He's the man who invented the thing that one day he'll tell them about. Exactly. In the meantime, he collects royalties. In the meantime, I'm just piling up loads of cash. And what I want to offer you is a round trip. Okay. Round trip. I... Bus ticket, okay, from Los Angeles to Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, where you will podcast the entire time, right? So this will be like an epic mini series podcast. Okay, and then you will go there. So it'll just be me and like a little recorder, kind of going mad. Exactly. Okay. Who are you on the bus with? Who you're having conversations with? And then I'm gonna up the ante and say, if you interrupt the wedding, uh, and and object to them getting okay. married, yeah. And I think you should object to them getting married because you feel that like the officiant is not perfect and that you would like to do a better job. And then that, that would be that would be the end of it. I would like to pay for you to go on a bus. I am literally offering you first class tickets in a coach area. Yes. 
um, of the airplane. Aisle or window. Yeah. You can, if available. Your, your choice, if available. I mean, in the small Jordan. planes, everything's an aisle and a window. So yeah, yeah. fine. In addition to the plane ticket, which I will pay for. <clears throat> okay. And we're talking about, I mean, I don't know how much it costs to fly to Lincoln, Nebraska. It's going to be $500. For him to stand by a book. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to keep take care of it. These people invited him to be part of their the most special day of their lives, Paul. Clearly, they have their priorities not in These check. people are putting him... Look, they're not putting him up at some fucking flea bag whatever. Oh, Oxbow Motel. He's staying at the sound- Oxbow Motel. <laughs> that sounds like... This is a let's good place. Google the Oxbow Yeah, let's, let's see this how, how nice, four-star this is. If the Oxbow Motel has a GeoCity site... We will be in trouble. This is a good. This is a good place to, to stay. Okay, here we go. Oxbow Motel. It's in Nelson, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on MerchantCircle.com, which is good. You can. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can find it on B2BYellowPages.com. I am looking at the picture in the Google Map, and it looks in a desolate part of town. It's in the look. It's in the read business. one of the reviews. One it's of the reviews. It's in the business listing of the city of Nelson, Nebraska. Now, are there reviews? Frankly, I don't see any right now. Um, I don't see it on a lot of sites that would have reviews there. And even hit that image button. Let's see if there's a picture of the Oh, here it is on hauntedmotels.com. Travel Post, it does have a picture up. Well, it's right. It's only a few blocks from Harbin Park, so that's something. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Um, You know what? I'm rethinking this. I hear that's a great gay pickup area, so. I am going to load up the picture here. Oh, this is a great chance for you to get killed. Yeah. This is just... You know, I have been meaning to be murdered. Yeah. So the picture does appear to be purely abstract. It's sort of a nightmare situation. Yeah, it's it, like it, a nightmare it, vortex. I, yeah. I, you I are really doing don't a, know what this is supposed to be a picture of. You're looking 360 at... It looks like, at a, like lace. a field of stars. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very bizarre. It's a kaleidoscope without color. It looks like the Google Street View is... Bro- okay, now here you can see sort of a hazy skyline of some kind. Wow, this is weird. I've never seen a Google Street View this creepy. I think go, and I think go and, and podcast the entire time. Well, here's, here's, here's what I am saying to this. Okay. Yes, it's shitty that you're asking me to man the guest book. No, it's a good fucking... They're asking you to be part of the most... You're not no. married. You don't know how important this is. Paul is married. Was yes. it not one of the most amazing First days of, all, I'm of your life? Was, I'm sick of the married guest book. I'm sick of the married guys ganging up on me. Wasn't it important for you to think about choosing each person because you're sharing this? Yes. Everybody that was important was chosen with a reason. It was a small wedding. And it was... Every choice was important. Right. I will say we did not have a guest book post... Because I would feel that that would be an insult to any person close to me. Did, but someone probably <laughs> walked, could have walked away with a pen at any time. As a matter of fact, we did not have a guest book. Um, there you I, go. Well, it seems like you made a big mistake. You could have had a major podcast celebrity there manning it. I could have had You Jimmy, probably were Jimmy trying Pardo. to save on personnel. Do you think I could have gotten Jimmy Pardo to come up? Oh, I bet you could have gotten Leo Laporte. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I say you could have gotten Adam Curry, my friend. Oh, look at that. The podfather himself. I like that. Um, I I will do it. I'm ha- I I am I am happy to do it, despite it feeling a little downgraded from Jesse's thing. And I guess I only consider it a slight compared to Jesse gets to do the big thing, and I get to do the weird sidekick thing, which is fine. I get it. I get it. Can but, I can I jump in as your your agent in sure. wedding podcasting things? Yes. 
have have them, you signed have you signed an agreement of any no, kind with Paul? It's all handshakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good faith. You should have transportation provided for you all weekend. Okay. That throw that in. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I will demand more. Because they're only saying they're going to pick you up from the airport and bring you to that hotel. So gotta, will they like will they rent him a car? I know. I think he needs to be driven around by I a need, local like, town I need a driver. Car? I need a driver. Not a town car. I'm I don't not think they be, have town cars there. Volkswagen, Jetta, or better. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. So you want an import? Yes. Of wow. Something well, German. Volkswagens don't break down. He has to get there to cover the book yeah. to be fair volkswagens do break down i don't know <laughs> very low quality scores on the volkswagen uh, <laughs> one of the most breakdowny cars there is well i only know what i know about volkswagen from a little known dudley moore movie called crazy people where he said <laughs> boxy but good and so I, I only know that and that movie was about dudley moore going to an insane asylum and using those people for ad executives uh. <laughs> so rent it it's good <laughs> Um, I, I would be happy to do it. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. In general, I like weddings. I like seeing new parts of the country. I think this will be great. I want to say I have gotten two requests to actually officiate the wedding. I'm sorry, what? Whoa! I've gotten two requests via Twitter for people who have asked me to officiate their weddings. You didn't even mention it on the show? I was saving it up till it got firm. Uh, I, well, here's the thing. I contacted both of these people back. Uh huh. And I said I would like to do it. Yeah. I am very enthusiastic about it. In general, I'm enthusiastic about uh, about randomly entering the lives of listeners. Right. I think it's great. Great. Um, and frankly, the vaginas of listeners as well. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. I'll You'll take it. what you can get. Um. So I guest book thing. I'm enthusiastic about the two people who asked me to officiate. I will do it. I contacted them. They did not contact me back. I'm guessing. Maybe they contacted contacted me without asking their wives to be yet. Uh huh. And the wives to be got mad. We're assuming these are fellas. These are both fellas. Yes. Right. And they may have not have. Well, yeah. That's that's a bold question. You know, maybe they didn't think you were going to write back. Yeah. I will say with the gentleman whose wedding I'm officiating, we had a meeting that I I thought was I I assumed it was going to be the kind of meeting where we're talking about different stuff, like what the format is going to be and that kind of thing. That was part of it. I also got the impression that part of it was him demonstrating to his fiance that I wasn't some crazy person. <laughs> right, right. It was clear that he was the driving force behind yeah. this rash decision. I was guessing when I didn't hear back from these guys, and frankly, I was a little disappointed, right? Because I was excited about it that they that they maybe did not run this by the women first and got shot down. Uh, guys, I'm saying that's okay if you still want me to do it. I'm enthusiastic. And I'm also saying yes to guest book. And if you don't, wow. if you don't have a way to get in touch with Jordan, uh, you can email uh, email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org, um, and I will I will make sure Jordan sees it so he can email you back um, uh, without us giving out his public email address. If you're, it may have been just a technological confusion sure, around Twitter, absolutely. and it happens. DMs get lost sometimes, from yeah, what absolutely. I understand. But ask Salinger at Hotmail. Yeah, it's sure. <laughs> Yeah, JD Salinger 420. Um, <laughs> JD Salinger 42069. 42069, Juggalo forever. Uh huh. Um, so, yes, in general, I like these ideas, and I'm maybe even looking forward to officiating more weddings than you, Jesse. Ooh, let the, let the wedding rally begin. Yeah. So I don't understand. Are you going to Lincoln, Nebraska in October or yeah, what? Yes. I mean, yes. Time time permitting. Next year. Yeah. Le- yeah. Let me know the date. Uh, I am enthusiastic about going. 
I don't, uh, I don't, first, I, something I can plan for in advance. Yes, Lincoln, Nebraska, when, whenevs. When is it? When is the wedding? We're talking about October 2011. Okay, sure. I'll you go got 11 com- months. I'm committing to that now. Great. Fantastic. I, I really, I've committed to buying you an airplane ticket. Great. I love it. I love what's and yeah, happening and here. And the, the other two people who asked me to officiate, I'm in. Re-get in touch with me. Please podcast it. I feel like that I would, as a listener and a fan, you I would, would want to hear the I would ambient hear sound ex- from a stranger's wedding. Well, I would like to hear your travels. Yeah. Your, no, no, like, sure. Absolutely. Like, like, you know, like a little check-in, you know, maybe like a, like a 30-second here and then push together and see what that weekend was like. Absolutely. you're going to be a stranger in a strange land. Yes. With people that you don't know mm-hmm. for an entire weekend. But if I be... know our listeners, all I have to do is bring up stranger in a strange land. And then boom. And right. then we're, we're in. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse. Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul Shear, all out of interesting catchphrases. That's fine. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I you got you did good. You I did good. Pressure. You did good. I felt pressure, and then I, you know, I actually forgot that we were introing again, and I got caught off guard. 100%. Paul, just rest, guys. Just rest. Paul, you've you done had enough. A big day. You Our had a big this day show sport. was so much fun for yeah. me. Yeah, I know. Blast. Uh, that uh, we didn't even we didn't have time to take any calls. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time. I got this list of topics. I didn't even get to talk about Thanksgiving. Whoa! I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that on the list for next week though. I'm gonna put Thanksgiving sure. down. Well, to make sure that next gonna week we're gonna talk to about Thanksgiving. I don't good. want to miss talking about Thanksgiving. And I'll listen to it in my car and talk along with you, and it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, just try try and quip along. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, we're looking for some uh, research about uh, the Mons family. Yes. Uh, 206-9844-FUN if you want to do it by phone, or you can develop this on, on the web forum as well at MaximumFun.org slash forum. Um, I'm really looking forward to learning some more about W.T. Mons, uh, the third, uh, senior, and, uh, of course, junior. Right. We do want that. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I threw to you on that like there was something for you to add, but there really wasn't. No, I, mean, I, I agree. It's a good idea. And yeah. if you are still looking for something to whet your appetite, I, as a, as a fan of words... Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to figure out when Boner split into oh, yes. uh, two separate ideas. Yeah. So we, we're looking for some etymology on yes. Boner and some genealogy on the Mons family. M-O-N-D-S. W.T. Mons third from the Atlanta Braves organization. Um, hey, I want to throw in before we go. Yes. Uh, I just, just before we recorded this, I recorded uh, our first episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, the brand new podcast for MaximumFun.org. Very excited. It is a spinoff of this podcast. Of course, this was one of our most popular segments. Sure. This is uh, this is the Frasier to our cheers. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it will be just as big of a hit. We've introduced an adorable dog, mm-hmm. a cranky oh, wow. dad. I love it. A beautiful Brit- British woman. This sounds great. And uh, David Hyde Pierce. That sounds like an amazing recipe. All the rest of them are just something that's analogous, but David Hyde Pierce wasn't doing anything. So we that's were great like, that you could get him. Yeah, we got him. We got him. He was he had, he came out, so he right. did that, and then he was like, "Well, what now?" And we're like, "Come be on our podcast. You're great, by the way, David Hyde Pierce. You're fucking fantastic." And he said yes. You know, David Hyde Pierce once uh, blew off the sound of Young America. Actually, now that I've just complimented oh, wow. him mm. about how great he was, once once didn't show for an interview on the sound of Young America, and his excuse was. Didn't want to, it was at Sundance, he had gone to Salt Lake for an event, they're about half an hour apart, didn't want to come back to uh, the small town that Sundance is at. Mm. It was kind of bullshit. It was kind of bullshit. It was pretty disappointing. I was really looking forward and excited to talk to David Hyde Pierce. Um, uh, He's one of my queeros. Yeah. 
I like that's that. queer heroes. We learned about that at Porter College. Sure. UC Santa Cruz. My other one, my my at Barney Frank was another one. Of my oh, I like that. Queer yeah. I like we that. We had to make a collage. I like that nice. a lot. Queer heroes. Um, 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. MaximumFun.org for uh, the brand new Judge John Hodgman podcast. Or just search for Judge John Hodgman in iTunes. When? Uh, now. There wow. is a there is uh, the first episode, which is me and John introducing a segment uh, from Jordan Jesse Go, just to give people a taste, is up now. And I think by the time this is up, there may there will likely be uh, the first proper episode, aka episode two, up. I love it. It's fantastic. It's it's great. We just we decided uh, the first the first two new episodes. Uh, one is going to be uh, uh, a dispute over whether a machine gun is a type of robot. Ooh. Uh, the other is whether the built-in soap dispenser in a kitchen sink should have dish soap or hand soap in it. Mm. These are topics that I want to know the answers to. And only John Hodgman knows. He's a uh, certified minor television personality. Um, you can catch me and Jordan on, uh, uh, on television's The Grid on IFC, 445 Pacific, 745 Eastern on Thursdays. Um, and of course, Paul Shear's show, you got, you, you got five or six weeks left, right? Uh, indeed I do. We are in episode eight. I have 13 coming up on the league. Oh, this, it's a very enjoyable program. I think you guys will, you out there, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy, you'll enjoy watching a Nick Kroll, uh, a Paul Shear, just doing their thing. A Mark Duplass. A John LeJoie. What, what a Canadian. Hey, let me ask you this question yeah. about Mark Duplass. Yeah. Is there a nicer guy? Not, not you know what? John LeJoie. Uh, wow. Who's nicer than They're that? They're both in the same show? Yeah. Steve Ranazizi. Who's nicer uh, than that? What? Katie Asselton. That's the kind of show we have. The nice factor is at an all-time high. It's a very it's a very pleasant program with a lot of very uh, charming people. In fact, our, our friend uh, and yours, Rob Hubel, uh, uh, did an episode that was quite Indeed. hilarious. Indeed. Uh, fuck some artichokes, as I recall. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some uh, good guest stars coming up. Uh, Ike Barinholtz is going to be on the show, and... Uh, some other people that I can't remember, but uh, Joe good. Montana certainly. For Joe Montana. Shape ups. Yeah, well, you know his, but his. You butt got a whole shape fantastic. ups episode, right? All about the shape. It's ups. all shape ups. It's all shape all ups shape from, ups here, from, on from here, on here on out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, just like by the way, uh, all of my episodes of the Grid are about the Blackberry Torch. <laughs> Blackberry Torch. Um, well, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Oh, snap into a Slim Jim. Sorry, you guys <laughs> reminded me. Sorry, he's legally required. We'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. 